0: With you this week are Anthony Flemings and JT McGraw. Come
1: Let on, man.
0: Us begin. Okay.
1: <laughs> How you doing this morning? I'm man? good,
2: man. Much better.
1: Much. What's that mean? I uh, just, you know. Just no, been, I don't.
2: That's why I ask. I've been struggling a bit, man. Just really emotionally and all of that, man. But getting back on top of my feet now, so feeling a bit better, man
1: struggling with your emotions struggling emotionally struggling emotionally yeah wow yeah yeah did this subject bring that up the last three subjects for me man
2: have been incredibly difficult so
1: just making you really ponder meditate think man making me grow as a man
2: making me consider things that i haven't considered uh just uh taking me places that i'm honestly not even ready to go and and uh so that's kind of high it's been for
1: me, man. Well, well, good. Maybe, you know, the guys will get a lot out of it. Maybe they're <laughs> in, maybe they're in the same place you're in. I hope so, man. I mean, we are all, and it's another old saying, but I'll put grief into it. It's like either you're coming out of grief, entering grief, or in the middle of grief. Yeah. Probably. Because, I mean, honestly, our lives are full of loss. Yeah. If you think about it. I mean, we probably lose something every day, I guess. But major things we don't. Yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, I just want to say thank you. Uh, talked to Stephen this morning and he said a lot of you guys are going to the greatman.tv website and, and hitting that support great man button like he says. And we say, man, there's so much stuff coming up. There's so many ideas uh, and things that we want to accomplish. And uh, it's going to take finances to do that. And just thankful that you are going to back us in these efforts and be a part of it. You can't be in everything, but you can certainly be a part of several things financially. So we uh, are grateful uh, that you've chosen to do that. So, Anthony, what as we jump into this? Yeah. What was it about this subject? Because we I know that we've both had we've lost our mothers. You know, I've lost mine in the last uh, see back in April, which, you know, conjured up all kinds of, uh, you know, things and feelings that you don't really think about until afterward. And just several things along the last couple of years of loss for me, even though they, the gain was greater, there's still a loss. And uh, what about this subject uh, really made you kind of ponder and take a step back and, and deal with some stuff? Man, I'm going to be
2: honest. Uh, I track a lot of things back to this, but it was a pivotal moment in my life, man. Not, not growing up with my father. I feel like there are some disciplines and skills, man, that I was never taught. And this whole idea around grieving and all of that. I lived a a young life, man, where I saw people die and saw my friends get killed and stuff like that. And I don't think any of it ever really hit me. Mm. It didn't hit me until we had a common friend that died. I don't know. I guess it's been 12 years now, 10 or 12 years. Derek Barrett. Yeah. So Derek Barrett, man, was a good friend of ours. And he's a guy that used to be in our Monday nights. And we used to meet with him every Monday night, man, hang out and learn his life and he went from a meeting with us on a Monday night to like five days later being dead. And he uh he went through some some you know horrific uh mental thing and I, I don't know exactly how to describe it all. But it was my first time really losing someone in my adult life, man, where I was a grown-up and then had to deal with that. And I can remember being in that room or being there at the hospital man and seeing him pass away and then going to the service. And the next day, everybody else is back at work. And it was the first time that it hit me, man, that it's different for me than for everybody else. So I'm left there grieving and wondering, what do I do next, man? And I'm watching the whole of society just walk around like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And so I think that part of it, just not having been equipped. And I was thinking about something. Can you prepare to grieve? Can you, can you prepare for one of those losses like that? I mean, I don't know that you can. I think you can create ways to brace yourself and, you know, look, look at them uh, coming towards you. But I don't know that you can actually prepare for grief.
1: I think that you can prepare to a degree. For instance, my mother, the last six months, we knew that she was going to pass at some point. Yeah. And so there was a there was a preparation for that to some degree. Yeah. But I don't I think you're right in the sense of until it happens You don't know what you're going to feel, really. You don't know uh, how everybody else around you and how they feel is going to affect you. And, you know, it kind of hits in waves and you don't, you can't prepare (laughs) for that. (laughs) But I do think that you can, in your mind at least, come to some settlements that certain things are going to happen, you know, again with my mom, certain things are going to happen that I can prepare myself for. But, you know, some man, some, um, you know, we just had someone last week just die healthy and just die and nobody expected it. Yeah. Now, those are, you know, there's pros and cons to both of those ways to go, you know, prepare for a long time. That's, you know, you, you're dealing with a lot of emotions for an extended amount of time. Sure. Uh, when it's sudden, you know, you're you're hit with now. I got to deal with it right now. And I think if it's sudden, you grieve more there's there's a longer journey of grief than somebody, and this is my experience than somebody that you you know is going to pass, so you deal a lot with some st- things prior to that, where you know I know people who lost somebody suddenly a year ago, and they're still they're still grieving, which is healthy by the way, that's not disparage I'm not being disparaging about that but i think it's there's pros and cons to both now what you're talking about is a loss of something that you never had which is interesting like you never had your father so you grieve the loss of not having things taught to you things done with you things you know that cuz it's, it's it that's a great loss but it's something that you, you you don't know what you lost but you know that you don't have certain things yeah, I
2: don't know. I don't know that that's what I mean. I know that. Uh, no,
1: I'm telling you, that's what you mean.
2: <laughs> when I say. <laughs> yeah, and I just eat it and take it. I don't know that that's what I mean, man, that, that I miss or I'm grieving those things that I missed because he didn't grow up with me. Because like some of you may know that we did subsequently reconcile later in life, man. Sure. And it was a pretty you know dramatic story, man. But after having done that, I've lost him. So I lost him. And then I lost my mom. And I've lost Derek Baird. And I have some other losses in my life, man, that are honestly coming on me right now that I didn't have an idea would really affect me. Yeah, uh, One is my daughter is separating and going to college. Yeah. You know, and I know that this day has been coming forever. Yeah. It, it comes from when you take them to preschool. And I know that it's been coming. And so I had a short experience of it with my son. And got through that. And now here my daughter is. She's graduating and going off to university. And so I find that I'm grieving a bit over that. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, really what to do with it all, man. And uh, so that's that's kind of where, I'm at, yeah, where
1: I am. Yeah. And you can am. also, I know there's guys out there that maybe you're grieving the, the dreams that you had for your kids. And they're not fulfilling your dreams. Mm. They're fulfilling theirs. And so they've chosen a different path. They maybe live differently. There's things about them that you go, I didn't raise you to be like that. So there's, there's that kind of loss yeah. that we grieve. The, the fact is that, like I said in the beginning, man, there's all kinds of things that we lose, maybe not daily, but very often that I think there's some steps that you can take no matter what the loss is and grieve well. And because grieving, and Stephen says something about you know venting, having a place to vent. When well, he now, said, he set the guy
2: down and made him go
1: back through his uh, right. Look at life and stuff. And he did yeah. that. He did that with me too, by the way. Oh so no! He, so maybe
2: you're that guy. No, no, no. Well, I might be. <laughs>
1: I'll let you decide. But uh, but he did call me and go, you know, "Look at old pictures. I mean, look at look at things. You know, relive things, because that's a part of grieving. And of course, I always think of building analogies, but. You know, I was just met with my one of my guys the other day and we were talking about, you know, venting the HVAC system because it's gas. When it's gas, you got to have outside air. You got to vent it outside because it could if you don't vent, there's a possibility of explosion. Right. And it's the same with grief. So if if we don't grieve well, if we if we don't vent, have a place to let this (laughs) gas of grief have an escape, then eventually we're going to implode. The pressures of life, the pressures that we're going through, the stresses, eventually you're going to snap at something because you're not venting well, you're not grieving well. So there are some steps. And we know that, look, grieving is unique for every situation. Every person has a different way of grieving. I grieve differently than you grieve probably. Uh, that's just the facts of life. But there are some steps that I think that you can take that are just practical to help you grieve well. Yeah. I'll hit them and let you comment on them. Is that good? Sure. Yeah. Is that the way you want to do this? No, that's not the way I want to do it, but what, we'll do it that what, way. No, I don't want to be nah. bossy, but. No, nah, yeah, I mean, mean I do it, do, it that but, way. But, I mean, it's my personality, but. Let them fly, man. I wish be, I, we should put this on YouTube and let people see your face when yeah. I make statements like that. That would be humorous, that half-inch gray beard you got. Okay, first of all, this is so practical. You're going to think, why would I even mention it? But you do have to acknowledge the loss. Hmm. I know there are times where people don't want to do that. They, I know people that their children have died and they leave the room the same because they just don't want to acknowledge. They, don't, they think any time now they're going to come through that door. I mean, they have this hope still because they don't acknowledge the loss. And you have to acknowledge, I lost that job. I lost that parent. I lost money. I lost, you know, whatever. You have to acknowledge that because it's the acknowledgement of it that allows you to start the venting process. So acknowledge it in what way, JT? Probably acknowledge the initial shock or the emotion of it. The impact of it? Yeah. Yeah. Real men don't cry. Steven said that too. It's such a farce. There are times that we have to acknowledge it and then start venting, start that venting process. Yeah. But you have to acknowledge the emotion of it, how it makes you feel. And listen, that's a lot of feelings too. Yeah. When my mother passed, I was sad. So I had an emotion of sadness. I also had an emotion of relief. <laughs> yeah. Which then I felt guilty about. Yeah. Right. So now that's me because of, Nobody wants to see their mother suffer. So part of it was like, man, I'm glad this is over for her. Yeah, of course. I'm glad this is over for my dad. Uh, But then I kind of felt guilty that I felt that way, you know, for a little bit. So there is all kinds of emotions that you just have to acknowledge. And, you know, they... A lot of counselors use these emotion charts or boards or cards to help people acknowledge their emotion, what emotion they're feeling. Yeah. Because, again, it's important that you at least acknowledge that, hey, I'm feeling this way, whatever that may be. Yeah. You know, and just in relationship to like my mom's death and my father's death,
2: I don't know, JT, that I've actually cried about either of those. yeah, I've, I've shed a couple of tears, but I don't know that I've actually cried about either of those. And just recently, July 4th, was my father's birthday. And for the two weeks around it, man, I have been melancholy, I guess is, is a good word for it. And when my mom's birthday comes up, you know, October 4th, I can recall it's been over four years. It's coming up on year four for her having passed. I don't know that I've even cried properly. Yeah. And I want that, man. Yeah. I honestly, I want to I wanna lay it out there and, and cry. But I don't even know that I've actually done that for either of my parents. So you say acknowledging it. Man, I don't know if I'm stuck somewhere within you know range of acknowledging it. I mean, I know that they're gone and I know that they're not coming back, but now what? Because I was incredibly close with my mom. I loved my father. We had rebuilt our relationship. So there's, you know, emotional ties, but I don't know that I've even cried up to this point about either of them.
1: Yeah. Which brings me to my second point. You have to <laughs> allow yourself to grieve and you have to give your, yourself permission to grieve. And But it's in your own way, in your own pace, your own timing. Uh, and it's okay to feel whatever the range of emotion is. You got to just give yourself permission. It's okay. I'm the same way, and I've not boohoo cried over my mother passing. I don't boohoo cry over much of anything. Yeah. Uh, I, when is the last time you actually did like boohoo cry? Have uh, you have you boohoo cried in ten years? No, not probably, in, not in ten years. Probably, and you're gonna you're gonna think <laughs> I'm lying, but probably 2004. Was the last time that I can remember, just I don't even say uncontrollable, but it was almost like an uncontrollable cry. But I was by myself. And uh, what was it the result of? Uh, the loss of my marriage, okay, or the, or the potential loss of because of things that I that I did that that my wife we separated and yeah. left. So there was a incredible loss of everything that I built in my life up to that point. And the loss of who people thought I was, mm. which so, was a very, very painful. Because it was, I, I didn't have anybody to blame. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that was. But I'm. I mean, my wife. Sometimes she will watch a movie or something. that's romantic or whatever, and she's looking at me. Are you? Is it, did that make you cry? You know, I'm like no. <laughs> <laughs> are you? Are you consciously holding in your tears, man? No, I mean, I. Again, I thought about this too. No, it's like what you just said. Sometimes I just wish, because I've read, you know, what crying, what it does emotionally, chemically to your body. I mean, it's almost like a cleansing. And, you know, it's like, how do you do that? I mean, (laughs) I just, now, but I remember when I did what it felt like. Yeah, Uh, And it was, it was sad for me, but it was, it was a relief, but there was, there was not much relief back then in those nine months that we were. Uh, separated. So it was yeah, it was but that's the honestly, that's the last time that I can think that I just boohoo cried. Not teared up my or you know, my eyes have perspirated uh, <laughs> a few times, but yeah, I'm just but that bothers me too to some degree that I I just can't, you know, does it take that great of a loss for me to do that? You know, it's just kind of a and maybe it's one of those psychological things in my brain, you know, that there's just, maybe I have, because I do remember, by the way, my grandfather telling me not to cry. Now, my grandfather was a tough old dude, but I saw him cry. I mean, yeah. so I don't, it was, I don't think it was, he was telling me, don't ever cry, don't ever. But he wanted me to be tough, that's for sure. So you, you saw your grandfather cry? huh at Like, at what? Like
0: a,
2: uh,
1: a death in the family or something. I think he ran out of beer one time or <laughs> oh, something on, like that. Passed blue ribbon and he cried a little bit. No, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, honestly, I can just remember. I have memories of him him crying because he would take out his handkerchief out of his back pocket and wipe his eyes. So that's a pretty vivid memory. But again, you have to you know allow yourself to go through those emotions, whatever they are, even the sadness that you can't have an emotion. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Uh, Anyway, uh, so that's, so number one, you know, just acknowledge your loss to allow yourself to grieve. Uh, Don't be embarrassed by it. I mean, maybe even if you have to go do it by yourself, you know, do it. Sometimes uh, on that point real quick, you know, one of the great things for me in the past six months is this, this current house that I'm building is sitting in the middle of nowhere. Yes on 35 acres. And sometimes man, just, when nobody's out there i sit out there for a couple hours and just think through things i've i've taken pictures out on my phone of my mom you know and just ran through them really and, yeah and just cuz it's so peaceful out there that's been really great for me yeah uh, to be able to just be surrounded by nature no noise no noise pollution no light pollution just sitting out there and uh, just really contemplating and thinking through things that i've been going through the last Six or seven months. You know, Stephen mentioned something in the first in his
2: podcast about grieving is an embarrassment Yeah, or grieving. Yeah, I think that's how he put it. And when I think through it, man, I mean, I don't know that that I feel the pressure of it being an embarrassment, but I also don't I don't know that people actually know how to approach you when you're grieving. Like if if we're going to prepare to grieve ourselves, I think that we need to prepare to 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 allow other people to grieve. And when we come alongside somebody that's grieving, there's nothing that you can say. Mm -hmm. There's no action you can take, no flowers you can send that's going to make it better. So what are they looking for? Like when I'm when I was grieving and when I'm grieving even now, I mean, I'm just hoping that somebody will come and sit near me, man, and talk to me and just, you know, just be there. But I think that that's. That's probably one of the struggles as well, that people don't even know how to allow someone else to grieve. Not only do they not know how to grieve themselves, they may not know how to allow the people around them to grieve. Because in my household, I remember vividly, man, (laughs) when my wife's father passed, you know, I tried to move on and, you know, talk about some other things. And I can remember her a couple of days later going, hey, my father just died. And when I had loss and death in my family, like, I don't know. I don't know where it comes in, man. I mean, it's just kind of like, let's keep going, let's keep plugging through. And so it's, it's, uh, I'm not sure that we actually know how to allow, allow other people to, to grieve.
1: Yeah, because a couple of reasons for that. And, you know, being a pastor for as long as I have been, you know, I've, I've dealt with. Being in the hospital, I've been in the hospital when people have passed and been with their family yeah. and did funerals. And, you know, one thing you learn is and one thing you observe is people say a lot of stupid things uh, <laughs> in those moments. And you're right. What I what I found out my experience is my presence there is basically all they want. Mm-hmm. Now, I can say a prayer with them. But I don't go with them starting, you know, oh, they're in a better place. They're, you know, all these silly things that Mm. they're all true. It's not that they're not true. It's the timing of it. It's the timing of it and not allowing people because here's why people's grief makes us uncomfortable. Yes. And so because of that, now I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to say I got to say something. So it's really a selfish. It's really a selfish motive. Yeah, man. To relieve myself. I'm going to say something to them. So let me think of this scripture. Or let me think of this, that I can Man, really say, good. but really allowing people to grieve and allowing them to go through whatever. I mean, I've been, I remember one of the most uncomfortable that I've been is I was in a room with a wife that I had to tell her that her husband had just passed. And it was sudden you're in a hospital or I was in the hospital and, yeah. and he, we were playing basketball and I just left and he died of a massive heart attack 15 minutes after I left. So I got the call. I went to the hospital. Doc, I, I ran into the doctor on the way in, and he knew me. Yeah, He knew in my capacity why I was there, and he told me. He goes, do you want to tell him or do you want me? And I said, I'll tell him. So I, my buddy and I had to sit in there, and the son went berserk. Man, he was hitting chairs. I mean, it was – it was so uncomfortable for me because I just wanted to grab him, you know, and hug him or, or you know, but to sit there and just let them do what they need. It was very intense for me. Man, that is incredible. It was pretty intense for me. And then, of course, a minute, 30 seconds, a minute seems like forever. You know, they calm down, they come over and grab you and, and you hug them and you I'm just I'm so sorry, you know, but there's little mm. you can say in those moments. You're right. Uh, but to this day. He tells me that I'm like his father, the son, the son. Yeah. To this How day. old was he? Uh, he was probably 14 or 15 okay. at the time. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's well into his late twenties now. Cause this was years ago, but, but I'm just saying that, that I've learned over the, over the years that not saying a lot is pretty wise. Yeah. Not feeling the pressure just to feel the emptiness. Yeah. Because of, yeah. And that's another thing when there's silence, that's that's not to be filled with your words. Absolutely. That's to let the silence speak it for itself. Yeah. I've gone back and talked to people afterward and go, hey, you know, who said stupid stuff? And they would tell me, you know, this, this one person said this, you know, I said, well, did I say anything stupid? You know, and I've had people go, yeah, I mean, you something <laughs> in your prayer, you know, just kind of dumb, you know, but of course, this is afterward because I, I want to learn. I wanted to learn how to help people yeah. in those moments. But yeah. Which takes me to my third point is is seeking support during grief and not just grieving by yourself. Now I will say this, I would be pretty selective who I sought support from. Yeah, uh, because believe it or not, not everybody has your best interest at heart, and sometimes when we're grieving, we can be taken advantage of. So. Again, these are things that I've just watched family members and stuff do. You know, when somebody passes, now now that they're trying to jockey for position to get something. Mm. You know, I've I've seen a lot. Of it. So I'm just saying, be careful. Yes, seek support. Yes, seek friendships. Yeah, but just be careful who you who you allow into that majorly grieving space. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it does, man. And and just thinking through the losses that I've had, man. I just I leaned on you. Yeah. And then I leaned on my wife. And I have a a larger group of people to lean into, but I don't think that I went to any of them because my honest opinion about it is is people are so busy. And people are into so many things that mm-hmm. I don't really know. And this is probably just me being self-conscious. I don't really know that people have time to pour into me emotionally in moments like that. Yeah. So I don't bother even going. And I know that I spoke to you on a couple of occasions when my mom passed. And you actually flew in uh, to see me uh, when we were at the services when my mom
1: passed. And when my father passed, I had you. And Which, I hate to interrupt, but no. because I understand that presence is important. Yeah. I don't think I even said much to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a big deal, though, when I looked up and saw you. Yeah, I mean, it, because I, I understand the power of presence. Yeah. Especially in the situation that I walked in with you, because maybe I was the only white guy yeah, there. Yeah, you were the
2: only white dude there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which was amazing. But yeah. But to your point. Yeah,
2: but but that's it, man. I don't, I don't know that, that I reached out in a wider circle or any of that. And even still, maybe that's some of the pieces that are missing, mm-hmm. but- but I don't know. Yeah. But I did lean into my family. And, and, you know, you were talking about like remembering and going back and looking at pictures. You know, my mom, man, was such a, a tremendous presence in our life, man, that she probably comes up in our conversation At least once or twice a month, man. Yeah. Something will happen or something that she did or something that she used to say or she had a lot of sayings that when she got older and elderly, man, and and all of that, that we regurgitate now and we'll all bust out laughing, man. Mm -hmm. But So we revisit her in those ways, but it's still
1: difficult, man. Yeah. No, it is. Fourthly, and this is the one that I failed in pretty miserably, uh, if I'm just being transparent, Mm -hmm. which I typically am, is to take care of yourself. This is where taking care of your physical body, your emotional health, your mental well-being, you know, and not just allowing grief to consume and take over you. Yeah. It's to stay very conscious and aware that, you know, because unfortunately, and my wife and I were just talking about this last week, most people don't stop during death. Mm. And you just alluded to it. Life goes on because it can't. It can for us, if we're the spouse, if it's our parents, if it's somebody close, it does stop momentarily. It, it's like to grieve well. And, and I thought about this and I forgot where I read this, so I'll take credit for it. Uh, but I did read this somewhere where not grieving well or not allowing yourself to grieve keeps you stuck in that moment. Grieving well actually moves you forward. And mm. it's in the process. And and so we think that life stops even for those that are grieving, but it actually doesn't. It's a part of the process of moving forward. So it's the people who, you know, look, I, I still unfortunately know people that, you know, they lost their baby or they lost their kid at 14, 15, 16, and they're, they just have not moved past it mentally. Mm. And it has affected their entire life. Uh, and there, some of these are in their 60s, 70s. Right now, and it's affected so many decisions in their life that they don't, to me, they didn't honor the person that passed by by continuing to live in a way that they would have wanted them to. It doesn't happen often, thankfully, but man, when it does, uh, it's pretty sad. You know, th- their life is pretty sad, and it's almost got that Eeyore. Remember Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh? It's like a black rain cloud just follows them. yeah. Uh did you did you take time off when your mom passed? So, like particular time off? Uh I took a little bit. Uh and now I had time because of my because I had to drive almost two hours, you know, to go where right. they were at. So I had a lot of time back and forth. That sometimes I wouldn't I wouldn't play any podcasts I wouldn't I wouldn't no books no music no anything yeah you know, just quiet and just think through things especially if I if I left and I you know I knew she didn't have too many days so I would reflect a lot of during that moment and stuff but yeah I, it's, afterward I mean I a little bit of time off but I've been more leisurely with my time uh, since then too so I'm not stressing too much over yeah. I know that most jobs, they give you three or four days, I think,
2: for bereavement. So I took those and I went back home and hung out with my family and we planned the funeral and the services and all that. And then I went back for the actual service. But those that time off, if it's offered to you, you should take it. And even if you feel like the relationship or the loss that you've had, you know, is not significant enough for you to ask for it, I think you should take it either way, man, yeah. and and have that time to yourself. And uh, so that would be one suggestion that I would make yeah. about, about, you know, work and taking the time to grieve.
1: Absolutely. I would take every bit of it. And even if you didn't even get out of your pajamas for three or four days, yeah. <laughs> which takes me to my next point of taking that time to honor and remember. I mean, it's really important. Now, it's interesting that we, unless there was abuse, unless there was something pretty dramatic. We'll forget a lot of the things that somebody did that was hurtful and we'll remember all the good they did. And that's important that we remember them uh, in such a way that's honoring. I I know that Stephen does this really well and I've learned from him uh, when he speaks about his father I mean, his father was yeah. He was a high-ranking military officer, and he, you know, accomplished a lot of things. But he was also absent, and didn't even have time to teach Stephen to shave. And so he tells the story all the time that he didn't <laughs> until he got to college. But Stephen does a great job of when he's speaking about him, he doesn't come across as full of hatred, visceral. Um, bitterness, you know, you can tell that there's been a lot of forgiveness. Yeah. Now he, now he can speak honestly about the, how it affected him, but yet he still does it in an honorable way. And I think it's a great lesson that we go back. If we, if you and I sat here and started talking about Derek, all of our memories would be the shenanigans that he did or the right. goofiness. They would not be the, because the, we had some pretty deep conversations. Sure but it would be we would honor him by remembering him well and what he meant to his family, his sister, his mom and dad, his work, us. To me, that's that's important that we do that. And again, it's not neglecting. It's very important. It's not neglecting the things that people did that hurt us. Yeah. It's just like, why would I let that continue to fester and continue to take root in my soul, which would cause bitterness, which is going to kill me, not the person that's already passed. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that that's a part of grieving well is, is remembering and honoring that person. Uh, And maybe that'll make you boohoo cry. I mean, I don't know. You know, just thinking back on
2: my mom too, man, you know, that we had a, a, uh, eventful, Kind of growing up, man. Yeah, where, a great way. It's a nice yeah. way to say it. it. There was, there was uh, very honorable. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> but but to that point, that's the point I'm making. You know, I don't shy away from moments to talk about the abusive nature of my mom, right. or or how she was, uh, uh, she would speak to me, or some of the things that she said to me, or the ways that she whipped me, or beat me, or all those kinds of things. I don't shy away from those, and they come up in those once a month. Once every two months kind of conversations, even in our our house. But what I do do is as I've contemplated those longer and longer, I'm able to let more and more of it go. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was early on in life, man, I guess 20 years ago that I had a conversation with her and forgave her and all of that. But just forgiving her and moving past it, man, it's still ongoing even right now. So I think it's good to look at those things, man, mm-hmm. but don't get stuck in those things right. And you know and but 90% of the time when she comes up it's gonna be something funny or something she did or something mm-hmm. she said or some great time we had. But
1: yeah, this has been enjoyable, man. Uh, well, let me go through these real quick because I, I again, I, we do want, I mean, the whole point in doing this is to help people grieve well. And not get stuck and not allow bitterness and all that stuff to come up and fester and hold you to, you know, that event or that person. But uh, just remember, acknowledge your loss. Pretty simple. I've lost. I've lost a job. I've lost a parent. I've lost a child. I've lost. I have to acknowledge that loss and allow myself to go through whatever emotions associated with that. Secondly, allow yourself to grieve. You know, that's just giving yourself permission. Let me just say, Anthony, you have permission to boohoo cry. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you need to do that. Uh, Third, seek support, but be careful. Be careful who you really allow in the deepest parts of your soul and and of your grief. It doesn't take many to be a support. I know that at times, you know, when, when there's been loss, I mean, man, you're right. I mean, there was really... I mean, just about two or three. Yeah. And that's and that's all I needed. Yeah. Um, Because then it just became a lot of conversations. And I I didn't want that on that one right there. Yeah. Protecting the
2: crime scene is something that I talk about. And mm. I remember hearing this, but, you know, at a crime scene, you don't let anybody just walk into that right. crime scene and muck it up and to have dirty it, yep. shoes on and all that. The first thing that happens is the rope goes up around it or the tape goes up around it. And that's the way we have to activate these moments in our lives, man, is to put that tape up and decide who's equipped to come behind that tape and, and hash it out with us.
1: That's one of the greatest things you've ever said. Oh, really? That's a great, that's a great mental picture. Mm that's really good. I good. like that. Uh, yeah. So seek that support and put that crime tape up. <laughs> uh, take care of yourself. That's one that I have felt, you know, pretty and I need to get back into, you know, taking care of myself because I just kind of, you know, it's almost like I said, I can't do everything. So I'm gonna let that one go, which was really dumb because that's what supports everything that I'm doing is my physical, emotional, you know, health, my mental health. And yeah, I just can't let those things go fly through every day, just whatever comes, comes, I'll deal with it and, you know, move on. So you mean, you mean physically, physically. taking care of yourself? Yeah. So
2: exercising, yeah. getting out, remembering to eat well, yep. remembering not to drink
1: too much yep. and remembering to go and see your counselor. Yeah. Well, that's my last one is <laughs> I did have that. to see. You know, it's nothing wrong with seeking professional help. No. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so all of that is take care of yourself. Gotcha. And then, you know, just honor and remember. Take the time to talk about them in honorable ways and remember all the good things that they did. Even if, look, and I know some of you going, well, you have no idea what they did to me or what I didn't get from them. Yeah. You can always find something. It may be small, but you can always find something because nobody is 100% bad or evil just like no one is 100% good or righteous. No, we we all have our good and bad. So you can find the good if you seek it. And I think it's important to do that. And this is for your own sake, not them. And maybe you need to sit down. We've told a lot of guys, man, if your dad's passed away or your mom, and you sit down and write them a letter as if they're going to get it, they're going to get it. And then you can tear it up or whatever, but get that get that out of you and lastly you know just if you have to seek professional help nothing shameful about going and getting some professional help from a therapist or counselor to help you give you the tools and that's all they're doing is giving you the tools to help you walk this thing out so we ask you to do all that go back and listen to this a couple times if you have to just to get this into your soul because grieving well is a part of being a great man
0: To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen, Anthony, or JT to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. There, you'll also find incredible resources to help you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Wise Company production.